We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Kawhi trade, uh, the NBA Summer League with our guest, Ashley Neville, and we're going to do some spitball and uh, give you the preview of the NFC West, so stay tuned. Did it shit my whole life. Did it shit my whole life. Oh, we're back! Full yeah, house, full yeah. house. Everybody's here today. Yo, yo. Everybody's here today. Let's yeah. cut the shit. Yeah. Tim, no, yeah, yeah, today. I said, yeah, yeah. You missed it. Uh, he always says the yeah, yeah stuff. Especially yeah, well, after just, you guys called me out on it, I'm definitely doing it now. The every yeah, time. yeah. No, you did a triple, yeah, whatever that noise is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I said, yeah, nah. no, you went, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, you did three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too many. <laughs> it might have been four. In all honesty, I don't know. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's cool, yeah, boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Why are you like encouraging this actor? Right I'm now? not. I just, I'm just saying. I, uh, like Tim is eating up the spotlight. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now he's right gonna be doing it even more. Stop. It's that's like it. with the spitball. At Tip a Trap on Twitter, if you were, if you were wondering. Oh my God. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's yeah. talk. Can we talk about Kawhi? Let's cut the shit. Let's talk about Kawhi. Kawhi's in Toronto now. Uh, DeRozan is now in San Antonio. How do we feel? I, I think this is a win-win for both squads. I disagree. No, nah, because look, if you're the, if you're the Spurs, what type of package are you getting for Kawhi that's better than DeMar DeRozan? You're not really getting much. DeMar DeRozan win for Spurs. Right. So you are getting a, a proven scorer, kind of like uh, we were talking earlier, and Nick said how the Indiana got Oladipo. Or was that Nick Boss? Boss said that. So Indiana got Oladipo, and that's kind of the same thing, right? So... If you're the Spurs, and also you get to play under Popovich. If, and now let's look at the, the Raptors side, right? This First makes no all, sense to me at all. They got Danny Green, too. <laughs> great player, right? Here's what ah, here's great. why this makes sense for me. Because if you're the Raptors, 
and your goal is to reach the finals. And I and I think right now for everyone in the East, the goal is to reach the finals, not necessarily beat the Warriors. <laughs> it's true though, because no one mindset is that. That's no what I'm saying. No bro. one's beating the Warriors. It's not a mindset. It's a fact. So take it. So just chill out for so, a year. But what's the best bro. chance of you beating the Warriors if you have Kawhi Leonard on your squad, and then you could pair him with Demar Derozan? I mean, uh, buh, Kyle, uh, Lowry. Kyle Lowry. And now you have. And wh- what's a better combination? Nice for eight months. Cool. Yeah, but right. what I'm saying is, well, here's where I think it doesn't make sense because there's no fucking way in hell Kawhi is staying in Toronto. Well, that's what we said about Paul George last year. Yeah, but this is completely different because How? the antics that Kawhi has been going, like, when, when has Paul George ran away from people to hide his, an injury, allegedly, whatever, that's true. but, like, done shit like that and then sat out and he's not at the end, end of the bench. Fucking Popovich's wife dies. He's nowhere to be found. He's at Dodger games. This is games. clearly someone who has a, who's, like, their mind is, is set. Especially now... After it's like, yo, I wanted to go to LA, which is the polar opposite of Toronto, and you send me here, I don't give a fuck if we win the ring, everyone here can blow me, I'm not staying here. So now you don't have DeRozan and you don't have Kawhi, you have one year, I get the, yo, we have one year, let's try and do it now, not the year to do it. No one's beating the Warriors, this is so stupid. So here's the question, is one year of Kawhi Leonard worth three years of DeMar DeRozan? Any other year except this year. Any other year. Because it doesn't matter. Nothing matters in the league. The Warriors are winning. Winning the Eastern Conference matters to the to Raptors. Nobody. To the nah, Raptors, to the Raptors, it'd be a big deal. I'm, I'm with him on that. I, all right. So even if you do that, right? Even oh. if you win that, what do you have to show for it for the rest of time now? That's fine. But look, let's no not one's going to remember that if they win the East ten years from now. Yo, are you guys, uh, they DeMar- will in Toronto. Nah. I Yo, will. but now they you're will. not going to have Kawhi or DeRozan. Nah, bro. No one's going to remember that. Yo, no one we, remembers that. Dude, where in New York do we remember the second that? round exit of the Knicks in 2010? Yo, come on, dude. We're Knicks fans. We celebrate '94. Yeah, like they won I the don't celebrate that shit. Yo, but I was also, one years old. Okay, you're the one Knicks fan that does. You celebrate that? We weren't even alive for that. Everybody talks about '94. I don't think anyone talked. That was our last great year, they say, but that was it. Also, if you're a Raptors fan, you're not going to be pissed. Like, yo, we had a good thing here. Our team was like, good, we couldn't get past LeBron. LeBron leaves, and now we trade DeRozan for a guy who's going to leave in eight months. And then we're going to have nobody. I think Maybe things are as backwards in Toronto. They fire their coach of the year after, like, I mean, this was before LeBron I'd be left, so, so confused. Fair. I'd be like, yo, what, what are we going to? Because, yo, it's not maybe. He's not staying. It, even if they win a ring, he's not staying. There's no reason for him to stay. Are you he's guys, a superstar. Are you guys DeMar DeRozan fans? Like, you guys like his game? I think he's a good player. He's, he's good gotten player. way better than from when he, he has broke gotten in the way better. I used to be. I used to hate under Ron. I thought he was year. terrible when he broke in the league, and he was. He didn't have much of a jump shot for a two guard. Greg Popovich really was one for him. That's the thing. I think it's a huge win for the Spurs because now you get you had Kawhi that you got rid of because you didn't know if you'd be able to re-sign him. Don't the forget, there's a team that dropped. They offered him two hundred twenty million dollars. He's like, nah, I'm not with it. I want to go play in L.A. So what does Popovich do? You know, Popovich is a jerk. All his sideline antics. He gives those clever one-liners to reporters. He's like, where do you want to go to L.A., 83 degrees all year round? Nah, I'm going to send you to Toronto. Outside of, like, Milwaukee and Minnesota, it's the coldest cities in the whole NBA. I think the fact that they even got this big of a return for Kawhi is a win for the Spurs. because Yeah, because yeah, now DeMar's also— We saw, like Joey said, the antics that Kawhi pulled. His value is at an all-time low in terms of their leverage that the Spurs had as an organization to get rid of him because teams know he's not signing with them. Teams know his mindset on L.A., so what do they get? Like this is going back to what Joey said. What do they get out of one year of Kawhi? Why would you trade, you know, an All Star or an all, you know, a fringe All NBA or for one year of Kawhi? Because that one year of Kawhi. Listen, boss, you would like to. to we've we've nothing is set in stone. They're still not even the best look, team in the I, East I, with, I, that, I, I, with I, that trade. Just for a second, we all have t- said that 
you are the guy who, if you keep winning and you keep collecting chips, you're down to bet all your chips on the last yeah, one piece. At all. That's exactly what the Raptors are doing. They're taking their chips but and they're risking it all. No, no, no. no they said that was smart. Yo, what they're doing, what they're doing, <laughs> what, what you're saying would be true. Like, let's just talk about roulette, right? If you took all your chips, now we're talking. If you if you took all your chips and put it on red or black, I get what you're saying. But you took all your chips and you put it on green. What are the chances you hit that? You're not hitting it. On Danny Green? Yo, that's, no. one, of, <laughs> yo, that's one of your better bars. Yo, I'm on fucking fire. But, but why is it like that? Because, look, this I is a huge, by the way, two, huge win for San Antonio. You fucking don't even have Kawhi. You make the seventh seed, and now you, you get DeMar DeRozan. So let me ask you a question. Well, with Popovich I, is probably going to get elevated. And I also like uh, the other dude, the big man. Yacobertle. Uh, Yo, was a beast in Utah. He was playing with Kuzma there too. It's just, in Toronto, he's been developing it, his game a bit in Toronto. And he play, he played all right when he was playing for them. There was a lot of times he started for Valanciunas because Valanciunas was like banged up in and out the lineups and whatnot. He was the big man for the second unit. He was pretty solid for them. And he's a foreigner. We all know how foreigners yeah, go in San Antonio. They go. Let me also pose this question, right? Let's just say, like the absolute ceiling for the Raptors, right? Is what? It's not the... Let's Eastern, say making the finals. Eastern Conference champions. Making the finals, right? So you don't win a ring. Right. What's the What's the floor? The floor is... The he, floor is the year after. No, the floor is even this year. He's already said that he doesn't want to play for Toronto, so the floor could be... He doesn't even play. I he just said it's it gonna, it's gonna be hard. his money, though, Yeah, it's going to be hard for Kawhi Leonard to, to sit out another year. Two years of basketball... That's no matter point. who you are, unless he goes to like two years of basketball, yeah, unless he like, goes across overseas and plays. Also, I mean, <laughs> I know this is this may be like crazy, but I don't even know if I want to give someone a max deal who like is that kind of person. That's not crazy. I'm, I'd, be I'm like, I'd be like, yo, I get on this guy's nerve one time, and he's gonna be like, oh fuck, I'm not playing anymore. I'd be like, shit, fuck. Yo, how how the narrative on him has changed? Remember, he was the quietest superstar. Bro, like, yeah, yo, and he was like, yo, he just plays the game. Low maintenance, like you know, he's he and does just, it the right way. His trucking coupons that yeah. everyone talked about. Biggest diva in the league. No. All right, so here's a, here's a question that I that no, I, hold on, I just want to say one thing. I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. What happens to Toronto? The year after, if Kawhi leaves, how set back are they? You embrace okay. a rebuild at that point. Okay, so how old is Kyle Lowry? Can we, can we look that up? He's MVP? like 31. He's like 31, right? So what you're looking at is a future of a 32-plus Kyle Lowry. He's 32 right now. So 33, 34, and 35 are Kyle, Kyle Lowry, and you team him with DeMar DeRozan, right? So that's what, that's what you're banking on. That has a definite ceiling. That has a ceiling that is absolutely, you will not, they're not better than Boston. So winning the Eastern Conference is out of the question. But Kyrie not might dip next year. Maybe, but that, but maybe he'll dip to Toronto. Who, who knows? But so when, when you have a situation where are they, right now, I'll present this question. Are they in a better position to win a championship right now than they were yesterday this season? If you yes. get if you get a chance to get Kawhi Leonard now we have to remember this is a guy that was came in third in the MVP two years ago this was a consensus top five player in the league people are talking about is he better than LeBron at yeah, a certain point right those people are crazy I, I, I um, agree but still but he was a top five player if you get a chance to add him I think you do because then you surpass what your ceiling could be your ceiling gets elevated so i, I understand that it's not like you're adding yeah, it for the long term paul george gives people that confidence that hey if we win we could convince this guy to but yo, I also, people i also think i also think that russ russell westbrook has like like I, I feel like if you chill with russ like he might be someone that could get you to stay russ got sauce bro yeah like <laughs> like 
Paul George also doesn't seem like he wants to be the alpha, right? That was one of the reasons why he wanted to go to LA because all the rumors were like LeBron too. So now like he can he can be the Rodman, the Robin. What did I say, Rodman? Rodman. No, boy. Yeah, yeah, Rodman works, works, works as well. Yeah. Yeah. Rodman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say more Pippiny, but yeah, yeah, Rodman yeah. works. So I think Westbrook's like swag kind of made Paul George stick around too. Yo, well, here's what I'll say. Right, you have a guy who is a staple. I, I mean, basically. In, in Toronto, DeMar DeRozan. Everyone loves him, whatever. You guys are getting there. Yo, this dude could have been the greatest Raptor ever. He's only 28. Hey. He holds a lot of the records. What? Vince? Vince was dug in that ball. Bro, bro, he could have surpassed <laughs> Vince. No, I, no think, I think DeRozan holds some records above Vince. I'm just saying, like, for the people, it's got to be Vince. But I'm just saying, like, if... Uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. God damn. It's all right, because I have something to say. I want, I want, I want everyone to, right here to remember this. When we're having these conversations about should this guy take a pay cut to stay with his team, should this guy take a long term, a short term deal to stay with his hometown? The answer is fucking hell no. Yeah, absolutely. Not. Watch your back. Watch out for yourself because this is what happens. Look, Isaiah Thomas tried to be loyal. They fucked him over. Uh, Demar Derozan but tried to be on. loyal. I they understand where you're over. going with that, but don't forget that when Demar Derozan re-signs with Toronto, they can offer him the most money. So don't pretend like he took a pay cut to stay there. He chances are there's a reason he stayed there. It's because they can offer him the most money. Yeah, but so he, don't try to pretend like they did something wrong. Like okay, they traded him. This is a business, but they also he got more money there than he could have got anywhere else. But when you but when you're looking at Demar Derozan, he's not one of those guys who's gonna leave just cause. Nah, he, there, was some, he got the there was some money. LA rumblings with Demar too, but he didn't go. But he didn't go. Yeah, because of what he said. When I could drop sixty more million on you, and I think another thing that no one's talking about, yo, there's a guy that got benched in the playoffs too. Like, if I'm giving you max money, my man, you're not getting benched in the playoffs. Can I say one more thing to you guys? Do you think Boston gets better or worse this year with everyone coming back? Much better. Okay, well, that's one team already. Philadelphia. Everybody takes the next step. Do you think Philadelphia gets better or worse? Markel Fultier, too. What You're about the Bucks? Do you think pick. the Bucks can get better this year too? Right. I, I think the Bucks stay where they are. What if What if Toronto is like we know what our ceiling is, we know what it is. We just got swept. Try with Kawhi, and if it doesn't work out, their salary their salary situation is a mess. They had th- combined over sixty million to Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is getting like seventeen million. Hmm. Serge Ibaka twenty three million a year. They're their their uh, payroll is through the roof. So go out with a bang one more time. Try to win a ring. If not, blow it up. I, I really think in the back of their mind, the salary dump was a huge thing to it too because they just cut $83 million of DeMar DeRozan. What's what's worse? You, no one likes to be in the middle in the NBA. It's the worst, either at the top or at the bottom. So I think that they try to go out with a bang, win a ring this year with Kawhi. If not, start all over again. I and agree. they just shed eighty I'm, million dollars. I'm with you on the contract. I, agree with I think you. that's one, one thing that not look. A lot the rental's not the worst thing that could happen. Look at look at the Cubs. They traded Glaber Torres for Chapman. Glaber Torres and I was is lighting up the league. Chapman re-signed with the Yankees. You think they're they're wanting that trade back? Nah, they won the World Series. But here's the thing: those moves always pay out only if they win. Only if you win. And we're saying that There's no one's going to beat the, the but, All right, but every time you put a, a dollar or, or whatever, a chip down on a color, those moves only pay out when you win. But you got to take a gamble every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, but, like, why would you, like, that's a move to blow it up. What you're saying, basically, is like, yo, let's just blow it up. Like, whatever. But, yo, yeah. you're, you're right there. But that's where you're gonna stay. Yo, let's not forget that now they could probably flip him at the trade deadline if it does go sour. Yeah, that's but then you, but you, you still what, would though? hope to ha- get a player like DeRozan back in that fucking. It would have to be a team trying to go all in, like the Rockets or someone. Or do you think the do you think the Raptors are more likely to take a Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, or Lonzo Ball package? 
in in exchange for Kawhi. I don't think that package is coming that way. But I think it's they're more likely to trade that package to the Raptors than they are nah, to the Spurs. I don't think so. Josh Hart, you all know that, he's yeah, the, he's all, a all the rumblings league. are he's coming to LA next year. Why would you go? Tim and, brings up a good point. Like the Lakers might have not wanted to make that trade when he was on San Antonio because they'd have to face him in the conference. Right, but LeBron just signed for four years, so if he comes next year, he only missed one year of LeBron. Why? Like if you supposedly think and everyone's saying he's coming to LA, why would you give up your top assets? I think because Paul for George changed for one year everything. early. Paul George changed everything when it comes to this stuff. He was the most locked in player to LA that. Probably more of a locked in LeBron. Yeah, he he even came out and but like, he wasn't George playing around. Stayed where he was at, right? Their all inclinations are he's not playing in Toronto, so he's testing free agency no matter what. And Lakers should be front runners. I don't, I don't. All inclinations says he's not. You think he's going to take the risk of not making the money that he obviously wants to make by sitting out an entire year again? I'm not. I never said that. I said he's going to play this year and then sign elsewhere. But I, then why not? Why doesn't he fall in love with Toronto then? He just doesn't. Bro, Kenan, out, of, out of spite, he Kenan won't. does a nice place. He's out of always, spite, he's going to LA. He's been a West Coast kid his whole life. He went to San Diego State, grew up in Cali, I believe. What has Kawhi Leonard wanted the whole time? Loyalty. What has Toronto just done? A grand gesture of saying, hey, we want you, even if it's one year. Uh, we makes, want you. What makes you say Kawhi wants loyalty, though? I think he had loyalty. I even if this, even if he wanted loyalty. What, what, is it, what loyalty nah, are they right, showing by shipping DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no loyalty That's what, that's what Impy's saying. No, I know. No, he's saying the opposite. No, like, I'm, oh, we'll do anything. No, no, we'll, no, we'll I'm, ship our guy for you. I'm saying Toronto mm-hmm. is, is making a grand gesture to Kawhi. I don't no, know. No, I think that's taken the other way. Yeah, where it's like, yo, they ship their superstar. Who they told, we're not going to send you. Yeah. Why would you tell him that? That's what. That's how I'm thinking that's about it. That's fucked up. That's yeah. the. Yo, hold up. on. Loyalty. This guy wasn't even on the bench with his team. How are you loyal there? That's mad. Yeah, fun. I don't think loyalty is a word that Kawhi. The guy that made well. you a star because Popovich's scheme really. No one thought Kawhi was going to be like that. <laughs> the player he is now. Nah, but you got to give him props too. Nah, for sure. But I think Popovich helps. Of course. Yo, the money thing also that you brought up was a was a good point. But like I said, I'm. It's hard for, to convince me otherwise of like. Yo, this year was the one year to like not do that because you're not going to win, and then you what do you have afterwards? All right, so let's say this though. Let's say that Steph gets hurt, or Durant gets hurt, or Thompson gets hurt. One of those guys gets hurt, or you still have two MVPs behind them. Okay, but what gives you a better chance of winning a championship, Kawhi Leonard this year or Demar Derozan in the next three years? I think the answer is clearly Kawhi Leonard. Not to say, not to say that the Spurs didn't get. A great trade. Yo, if you're the Spurs, you came out of this looking spotless and clean as always. That is a well-run organization that did the right thing. They were patient, and they got the right deal for themselves. Kudos to the Spurs. But I don't see why this isn't a win-win all around. Do you want to – yo, honestly, and I know this is going to be a hot take, right? I'm not even exactly sure if – Kawhi on this team gives him a better shot than DeMar DeRozan did because does Kawhi even want to fucking win? I don't even want to be here. So Why I, am I going to compete at a, such a high level in the playoffs against, and I know in the back of my head, I can't fucking beat these guys and I'm getting a max deal anyway. All I have to do is show up to work. I just got to sit on the, I just got to play. But do I want to win more than DeMar DeRozan wanted to win? I don't know. Is that hot? It may be hot. But does does Kawhi is he going to be this fierce competitor that he was in San Antonio when all this shit happened? This this is not a guy that we saw in San Antonio. All this stuff like yo, what the hell is what is happening with Kawhi? It happened and, like overnight. And then too. the and then the spiteful ship to to Toronto. If I'm Kawhi and I'm a spite fuck, I'd be like yo, fuck this shit. I'm going to L.A. no matter what, and I don't even give a fuck if we win. 
At least DeMar DeRozan wanted to win. But now, I don't know what the hell they have. Because if he leaves, now you're set back. Like, whatever, yeah, you got all the money in the world. But you have to pray to God that you find Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan again. That's true. So it's, it's a lot. It's, it, I don't understand the move for that reason. But if you're going to explode it, I would say, like, you say now is not the time for go to, a, to go for a championship. I say if you're going to give it one last chance, now's the time to go for a championship and then ex- blow it up. Because you have you have an opportunity to rebuild, and then once you rebuild, you're out of the LeBron era. Uh, hopefully, you're in the KP era, and you are. <laughs> but also, even if you have all that money, what is desirable about Toronto after they ship this guy, and then you're in the cold, and they have no superstars? After La- Lowry's 32. So let's say he's go he goes whenever, whatever the fuck, and that was DeRozan's boy, so maybe he's upset too. Maybe he's like, yo, I don't even want to fuck. I don't fuck with these people. You know what I mean? So, like, they're not even a desirable destination anymore because you did him dirty. Your team, your fan base is going to hate you because it's like, yo, we had, we were the fucking one seed. Our guy was here. You shipped him for Kawhi. We're not going to win this year because of all the shit that happened with fucking Boogie or whatever. So it's like, yo, you just set us back. You shipped our guy. And now what do we have to show for it? Who wants to go there? I don't. Do you, know what, do you know what DeMar DeRozan probably said as soon as he was traded? I'm working on time. I'm upset. <laughs> What's this doing? Yo, you think that. Drake has any pull in this to get Kawhi to stay? Nah. Bro, he's in L- Drake's in L.A. too. Yo, if anyone can get Drake to stay, I mean uh, 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 Kawhi to stay, it's Drake. That's what You're I'm saying. Like, yo, like, I can set you up out here. Nah, man. I can give you, this, I can give you the king of this city. Nah. Nah. That's dumb. It's not doing it. It's like, I, 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 yo, honestly, I don't like, yo, he, he takes him out to Cabana I just, a couple times. It's kind of weird, too, because like you, we said, Kawhi is so low-key that, like, even Hollywood, like, uh, let's remember, be though, a weird figure in Hollywood. I cannot stress this enough. Paul George chose to stay in Oklahoma. Right? You're talking about Toronto as if it's this fucking terrible place. Toronto's the shit. Yeah, but. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Cold. It's cold. Westbrook Dude, the cold there. sucks. But you're rich, so you can avoid the cold. Nah, you still got to step outside, bro. Yeah, but it's not I mean the weather is the least of the worries. It's everything else. Nah, it's not man, I, I think the weather plays a big, big factor, dude. Yeah, but I don't think it's higher than the fact that this organization just told DeMar DeRozan to go fuck himself and they're going to have like no fucking no one. They would really this would if if Kawhi ends up not playing, this would be like the equivalent of someone leaving their wife for the young hotter chick and then she bails. The oh. truth is though, but how the, how could they have told uh DeMar DeRozan that they're gonna trade him? The second that happens, they lose all their leverage. He goes out publicly, he says that he wants to trade, or he says they're gonna trade him, and they lose all their their, their bargaining. You could chips. just say we're gonna explore all options to make The second they say that to him, that's not true at all. He hits the agent and he's like, Yo, I want out, I'm going public, I want to trade. Because they, that's their guy. They just re-signed him. You don't think that one ounce of, of insecurity, he won't request a trade or go out publicly and say they're going to trade me? No. Yo, that's how that's how Kyrie left. How? Because the report came out that they were going to go trade him. So when they said that, that's how he asked LeBron. and Not LeBron. He asked the Cavs, like, yo, I want to get out of here. You tried to trade me. You can't, that's why they keep it shady. You can't. You got to keep I mean, we saw all the tweets afterward. Kawhi never got along with LeBron. So he's yeah. been wanted out of LeBron's like, shadow. Yo, dick, dick move. If I was a GM, I would have handled it the way they did. You can't, like, yeah, yo, you're fine. You're good. You can't show your cards. It's a business. Dude, it's a business. I also think that a player has no right to even ask. Why ask? It's like, dude, it's you don't have a, you don't yo, fucking, you're not in yeah, this. Who car. knows if he even asked? Who knows if they went up to him? Like, yo, we're not going to trade you. You're good. 
if they did that, that's that's foul. But I like as a player, it's like, yo, like, yo, am I getting traded? Let me know. It's like, no. Like that's our job. Yeah, you, you don't do have a job. no. You don't have a no trade clause. Melo had one. That's why it was hard for the Knicks to get rid of him because he had to approve where he was going to go. No one gets that anymore. Only when you're a legend like Phil Jackson, good and bad, you put that in the contract. That yeah. was the reason why Melo took so long for the Knicks to get rid of right, Melo because you, no you have to sign off on it. But it's like dudes like that. It's like nah, man. There's the there's the business of it. Especially if you're going to do this to that. Demar Derozan, do it the way they that Boston did to it, where he leaves, but the team. You, you look like fucking geniuses. Like, that was the right move. Look at oh, our team they now. Did, they did but Toronto's going to look like the opposite. Getting Kawhi Leonard if he plays for eight months, and then you're trash. I don't think there's a question of if he's going to play or not. I think he's playing. Well, well, that's what you guys are saying. He doesn't want to play. No, I'm saying he doesn't want to stay there. He's I never not once stay. said he's not going to I'm saying play. this year, fine. Toronto could be the one seed again. I don't give a shit. It's not, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win. Get to the finals. He's still leaving. I will. I will. If, if Kawhi Leonard is the Kawhi Leonard we're, we're thinking he's going to be, like this is a home run for Toronto, even if it's for a rental, because of what Tim's saying. They'll, they'll be able to get to the finals. Have a better but they still have to go through Boston. So like, you said, they're not a guaranteed a finals appearance through so you, all this. So you said they're going to be shit after this if Kawhi leaves. That's what you're proposing. Yeah. What's the guarantee that they won't be shit after this if, Durant, if DeMar DeRozan stays? Like I told you, Carl Lowry is 33 years old. Two. 32. Well, he's going to, I mean, next year at this time, 33 years old. Mm -hmm. 33, 34, 35 matched up with DeRozan. It's already hard enough to get free agents to come to Toronto. That's why they get all the international guys. No one wants to come to Toronto. And so what are you giving up really to take this one shot at a championship? You're giving up three years of mediocrity. Or like like, uh, MP said, you don't want to be in the middle in the NBA. You want to be at the top or... Or at the bottom. And are they in the middle? Not necessarily. But they're at the top of the second tier where you know that they're not going to win a championship, but they're good enough to compete during the regular season. So you're giving up not much. You're giving up kind of mediocrity or, or advanced mediocrity in order to take a shot at a championship this year. And yeah, uh, we could you could argue if that championship is even available to them because of the Warriors. But at the same time, if you're the Raptors, you are... You are holding that Eastern Conference Championship on a pedestal as well, because you don't have no nothing in your rafters. You there's no rafters for the Raptors, right? So it's about to be the rapture. Bars. That was actually pretty good. But is it mediocrity if they finish one in the East and get bounced by a guy who's made eight straight Finals appearances? One more time. Is it mediocrity if they were the best team in the East? Standings-wise, and got bounced by a guy the yeah. last however many. Yes, it's advanced mediocrity. They also got their identity back with these dudes. They LeBron James. Right. They got their identity so, back with these dudes. And it's so just like, how is that mediocrity? Dude's been in eight straight finals. They lost to the best. Because you can't overcome that. But he's not there anymore. That's what I'm saying. But now, but you so have, how do you know? What, how, do you, how can you test that? You test that by keeping that same core of players intact and then going for it again this year. Because but, now you have but, different obstacles, though. They got swept by Cleveland, and Boston took Cleveland to seven games without Kyrie. Or, or Garrett and Gordon Hayward. Yes. Right. But we I know. think that they realized that their ceiling with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry as the main two pieces was not going to get them anywhere. That's and they, the truth. They've already shown the propensity to be like, yo, this is not good enough for us. They fired the coach of the year because they couldn't get him over the hump. Like, they don't want to be mediocre anymore. They want to take their shot. And if they have to put all their chips in the pot right now, this is their all-in move. Yo, I'm sorry, but this conversation is like crazy to me when we're talking about a one seed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, how can you have a... Yo, we're, we're not going to get over the hump. You're the one seed. That hump was LeBron James, and he's gone now. You're the one seed. You're not the four. You're not the three. You're the one. How do you blow it up when you're the one? 
because that's not because that's their cap. That's their limit. The one? Yes, the one seed that loses in the second round of the playoffs to the four. To the best to player who's James. ever lived. Okay, but th- that does not change the fact that the Celtics, the team that they're looking down the barrel at, like Impey said, took that same team to seven games. Without their two best players. But you they're got, two different teams, though. You, LeBron has also, always you been... You haven't seen a Kyrie-led Boston team. Every time we or talk about Or Gordon the, Hayward. The Where Raptors? are they going to fit all these guys? In the lineup, bro. Okay. When we talk about the rap- <laughs> when we talk about the Raptors, we talk about LeBron. When they see LeBron, they like go into a show. They don't got to see LeBron anymore, and we'll never know what could have happened. Who's to say they don't beat? They have a better record than Boston again. They're in the same division, I mean, so they got to play each other six times. The Atlantic, yeah. Shout yeah. out to the next next division. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it's it, is it safe to say it is more possible to be the one seed in the East than it is to win a finals. Yes, because so, it's already happened. So why not? Because that's not Just good enough. It. But you have a shot. The, the only reason why you didn't make it is because LeBron was there. He leaves. There's a better shot of you becoming the one seed in the East than winning the finals. No, of course. I mean, yeah, but if Kawhi Leonard more... is Kawhi Leonard, dude, even f- for this year, their, their ceiling is not just the one seed in the East. It's actually winning the East. And it's actually maybe winning a championship if, if the cards fall in the right direction. Nah, dude, it don't matter what cards are yeah, falling. Come on, man, you don't believe that. All right, if if they play Houston in the finals, you don't believe that. What if they play Houston in the finals? Like they're definitely losing to Golden State, but what if they play Houston? What if Houston makes it out? You don't think they have a shot to beat Houston? I do. Mm. I will go back to what I will say before. I don't even know if Kawhi wants to win that bet. That that's fair. I think he's gotten his championship and he's chilling. That's how I would look at. I don't think he's chilling. I just think Kawhi. he's just like he's pissed. And now even more, I'd be more pissed. I'd be less Kawhi inclined is to play such hard. Such an odd person to try and read. If he's shout pissed, out, shout I'd out be... to Papa. Why would you try so hard to win for this team? What is the reason? Pop sent him to Toronto because that's what you get paid to do. Clearly, he doesn't give a shit. He's talking about sitting out again. Yeah, because they were talking. Yeah, but we're talking about nah. paid in the future. I think he don't care, bro. They offered him two hundred twenty million. He said no. That's a lot. I know, but what I'm saying is he wants to go. He, he wants, wants what to, he wants. Exactly. Yeah. That's even more of the. That's even more support of my theory of the dude just wants what he wants. He doesn't want to be in Toronto, so why the fuck oh, would yo, he stay there? Yo, maybe that's so unprofessional. What, yo, but but what about this? What about I agree? What I, about I, Toronto? What about Toronto regretting giving Demar Derozan that contract? And this they found this as a way out. That's, that's a lot of money for a dude that got benched in the playoffs, man. That's fair. Like you, let's let's talk about that. We, none of us mentioned that Demar Derozan got benched Nick in the last game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said that earlier. Yeah. So you, the dude got benched. This is a guy like we're not we're not sitting here talking about oh they traded Kyrie we're not sitting here talking about oh they traded uh, KP like we're sitting here talking about they traded Demar Derozan who again is at that level but I feel like he's at the top tier of that second level where he's never going to be the main guy in a championship squad he he's like a top twenty player in the league but you you now you have a chance at probably a top three player in the league and for him Why? are you kidding going to play under Popovich. Oh yeah, yo! I think I think the Spurs made out great. I think the Spurs are a top three course, seed this year. Sign me up, man! Sign oh, me yeah. up if I'm. It's a ransom for someone. Who yo, who would have thought though? How about how about this? How about this with the Spurs, of of that big four that won a championship? Man, who's the only one that's left? Well, Tony Wait. Tony decided to sign elsewhere. No, he, but I'm saying Tony's like on the Spurs, right? Tony Parker's not there. Duncan obviously retired, and like Kawhi's gone. Like yo, he had to be like a like a plus. 25 to 1 underdog to be the last one standing at 42 years old. You said it was a ransom. The draft pick that they got was protected 1 through 20. So I don't think it was a ransom. I think they could have actually got more. Spurs? To be yeah. I mean, what leverage did they have with Kawhi? He wasn't That's fair, for but 
the draft pick. That's not even really a draft pick. Like I only, I think that draft pick's what are you out talking the window. About, bro? It's protected one through twenty. There's been a good, a lot of second round picks coming through lately. I got. I got. If you look at Kuzma, Josh Hart, who we just talked about, uh, Draymond Green, there's a chance. Like I don't think the draft pick. Gobert has, was in the twenties yeah, too. Like that's still. I got. I gotta agree with Nick here though. Like, you gotta, you get an established you. star in DeRozan, and I would rather have the established star than a first round pick in the NBA. He's twenty eight, and, and now the Sp- and the Spurs have him on the contract for the next three years for his prime years, twenty eight to thirty one. And if you're DeRozan, you're going to a place with no no state taxes. Toronto has some high taxes also, so you're also going to I think from one winning culture, even though they couldn't get over the hump, to another like perennial winner in the Spurs, and one of the best coaches of all time. DeMar DeRozan in like a week will be like, yo, you know what? I miss Toronto. I loved it there. I feel betrayed, but I, they could have shipped me to like Phoenix. That would have sucked. At least I'm going to San Antonio. Chalk me up for 50 wins. True that. I'll be a top three seed. I think Sacramento would have been better than Phoenix. The yo, biggest Phoenix thing for me. Up, they are on the come up. The biggest thing for me is this, but this Kawhi stuff is this. Thank God this dude is as good as he is. Because if he was even like slightly less of a ball player, like fuck this guy. So if I'm he was like one of on my team, if he was like Demar Derozan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it, it's just crazy to. I, I don't know. If I'm Toronto, that would be my main concern. As, as a fan, I'd be like, Yo, this dude doesn't even want to be here. How is he? How is this dude gonna get us over the hump? He doesn't even want to play. Your your main concern, I don't think, would be this year. I think it'd be after, like this time next year. If, well, I mean, free agency would have came and went, but yo, look, you, you never know. Maybe he like gets mad cool with like OG Anuobi and and like uh, what, what was the uh, the dude from Wichita State? Why am I blanking? Fred VanVleet. Yeah, maybe like him and Fred are like homies. Stop it. I don't know. We didn't expect it with Paul George. So if you're a Toronto fan, I think you're you're chilling right Paul now. Paul George and Russ are also around the same age and been through the same. The same grind and the same like all star celeb status. I don't think anyone on that team can relate to Kawhi. Especially you name two young bucks yep. going to their second year. I don't know. Also, by the way, second round picks MP. So <laughs> we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Those guys were in top twenty picks. Powell George. All right. Anyway, yeah, you keep holding that to the Paul George dream. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh let's play some spitball. <laughs> uh we're gonna start with the Bryce is right. Bryce Harper took home the home run derby crown with his pops pitching to him. It was a feel good moment. Yo, his pops is but yoked. <laughs> there might be an asterisk next to it, bro. Why? Because the rule is you're not supposed to pitch till it's the ball's landed. Yeah. And he was just dealing them in as he was raking them out in that, which was a ridiculous run. Those last thirty seconds. Yeah. Like the ball. Why is still, that a rule? I'm cool just, with it. It's the rule. Also, someone said that they watched it back and they like just made it. They just didn't break the rule. Like it was like fair. Mm. But yeah, he was tossing. Him. He was tossing. Him. I don't think it's a problem, but I'm. Sure I don't understand that there. rule to begin with. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't know. Just yeah, I didn't around. even notice that. I was just amazed at the bombs. Yeah, I like the raking. I like the ten outs. How they used to do it personally. You don't, don't really like the time, like time, time limits, limits now. Nah. If I was a player, I'd rather have ten outs. I'm out here fucking swinging my ass off for. Yeah, it's more tiring and draining. Yeah, they get a break and they drink Gatorade. I'm cool with the timeout. The timeout is popping. I mean, cool. Just it was cool because like I forgot who was in it. Who's Puerto Rican that was in it? All the Puerto Ricans were coming around to him. I don't know. Barrios, uh, Lindor. Oh, Javi Baez. That's who it was. Javi. They were all coming around to him and selling. Like, Wilson Contreras was like, yo. So it was like, it was a cool, like, cultural thing. Uh, new keeper. Liverpool has signed the goalkeeper from Brazil, Alisson. 
So that's a pretty big move, especially at Boston. We saw Carrius in the uh, in the Champions League final. I think yeah. the one hole that Liverpool had was a goalkeeper, and they just solved it. Pretty big move coming over from, I believe, AS Roma. So shout out to Liverpool, got themselves a keeper. Joke of a franchise. The Dolphins have a history of making the worst possible decisions in every single decision that they possibly have ever made for the last 20 years uh, since Jimmy Johnson left. Uh, the Dolphins will discipline players who kneel on the sideline this season with suspensions, fines, or both. Uh, way to be down with your population in Miami, you uh, fucking pieces of shit Dolphins. Isn't that a rule, though? No. Yeah, the NFL is... Enforcing that I was rule. confused when I saw the, that. The NFL is giving teams options. Oh, okay. And the uh, Dolphins. Are, okay, now think, this, is, this is bad. I think the Dolphins are taking are, are the first team to take it to that next level. All right. Yikes. At least be like the third, dude. Don't be number one. Yeah, you don't want to lead this. Especially charge. in Miami where like. Yeah, yo, you're you bugged out, dude. You got a whole Cuban population there that's that's trying to, to run away from, from their spot. And they're coming in. They're immigrants. And you got the guy who's. Calling the charges. Uh, I, I can get. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not Next good. one. That, stop me. Uh, Manny Wood. Manny Machado. Manny Wood 2.0. Uh, shout out to Manny Ramirez. Has been dealt to the Dodgers. So that'll be interesting considering Seager's out for the year. And that's another guy who's an impending free agent. And who knows if he wants to stay there or not. Because he wants to play shortstop. And Seager's coming back at the end of the year. Possible shortstop or third baseman. Justin Turner's there. So it'll be interesting. But for now, he's at shortstop for the Dodgers going into October. They're in first in the NL, and we'll see what happens. Can I just say, speaking of jokes of franchises, you're the Orioles. You had a chance to trade Manny Machado last trade deadline, this offseason, and then this, and then now. And you end up getting a package that that the best player that's included in that package is the franchise's number four prospect. He's you you lose, dog. You you lose. I don't. I you, that's a that's a giant L for the for the Orioles. This guy was so in demand, and that's the best they could do. L. Uh, another UFC crossover. K. Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion, baddest man on the planet, uh, has been seen. Actually, not seen. He spent the last four days at the Performance Center where NXT, uh, all the NXT trainees train at uh, for WWE. And, yo, it might be another one. Like, we've seen the crossover. Brock Lesnar went. Uh, CM Punk went, well, attempted. Uh, Rousey now has come into WWE. She's flourishing. Shayna Baszler is on NXT. She's their women's champion. She's having a pretty dope run. And now maybe Kane comes over, too. DC is definitely going to be a WWE DC is like homies day. with Seth 100%. Rollins. And like he's always said how I would love to be a, a WWE guy. He, he cut the promo on Brock and, and shit. Yeah. So like, he's you always see that, front row at the events in Vegas. You see, uh, you see that crossover. Yo, Joey, there was a picture of Kane Velasquez in a Rey Mysterio mask. That's a big ass luchador, son. <laughs> First of all, that's, he's not luchadoring. I know that's not a verb. But yeah, he ain't, he ain't. That guy's not coming off any turnbuckle. He's <laughs> enormous. Um, where am I? Handed to them. Brad Hand uh, was traded to the Indians uh, for the for a, pro- a top prospect, uh, Francisco Mejia. Shout out to Boss and I, who last episode predicted Manny Machado to the Dodgers and Brad Hand to the Indians. We out here. You know what I'm saying? Give me some. Give me some. Good call. Yeah. Fist. Did you? I think I said crew. Brew crew. Oh, you did? I think so. Well, no. Nah, I'm, I'm going to say you said Dodgers. That's it. You we'll, know we'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Uh, all right. Anyway, right now we have a uh, interview with uh, Ashley Neville, who was working at the Summer League. So let's give her a call. All right. So on the phone, we have Ashley Neville, who was working the NBA Summer League. And uh, she's going to be our like residential... I don't even know. Man on the street here. Woman on the street. Uh, so thank you for coming on, Ash. Oh, of course. Anytime. You guys know I'm there for you 
By the way, I hope you don't mind. I just called you Ash. Like we've been boys for 20 <laughs> years, so whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, so one of the first things that I just wanted to know, I just want to know while you're down there and you're, you know, you're watching all these games, who is someone that kind of stood out that you didn't necessarily were expecting to stand out? It's a tough one. So, like, it was pretty hard to sit and watch all the games because I was going from gym to gym, running around like a madwoman, trying to get interviews, set things up. Um, Kevin Knox was really good. Yeah, yay. Uh, yeah, he was really impressive. So, I'm super excited to see what he does. And then I think just some, like, some of the returning guys. So, like, the Blazers as a whole were a very good team, both defensively and on offense. Uh, Wade Baldwin who um, has already been in the NBA. He was pretty good. Archie Goodwin was very good. He broke the record in points at the NBA Summer League. So um, that was pretty exciting to see, and I don't think anyone really thought they were going to be something. I mean, it's kind of hard to predict when all these new guys are coming together on a team to see how they can perform. Um, They only have, you know, a week or two together to start really practicing, and if even that, so... Uh, mostly, I would say, you know, Kevin Knox and then those two guys really stood out to me. Kevin Knox is really the talk of the town in New York. What's something that, like, stood out to you about Kevin Knox's game? And do you think that it will translate to the pros this coming season? I think so. I mean, he's he's a tough guy, and he's aggressive. He gets after it. Um, and he puts in he puts in the work. Like, I mean, there, there's certain guys that are going to, you know, take plays off. They're... They kind of let that let it get to them. I, I think he's kind of a guy who can see past that. Um, kind of like what we saw with Porzingis. You know, he, he was hated on, got all those boos. And I, I just think that this guy uh, knows what he's coming into in New York. And I, I think he's going to be a really good pick for them. Yo, Ash, this is Nick here. First of all, I'm very jealous that you were in Vegas. Probably my favorite place in the world. And uh, number two, who was the guy that the crowd wanted to see? Because last year we were in Vegas during Summer League and the place was packed out for Alonzo anytime the Lakers were there. So who was like the main attraction at Summer League? Oh, it was Josh Hart all the way. Uh, Mm. Lakers fans, I mean, it's super close to Vegas, so it's easy to get to. But Josh Hart was that guy. Um, And I, you know, for me... I was excited to see him too, not only because of his game, but like he—he's a charmer. He's a really nice guy. He's cute. People love him. Like he's—he's he's just a good person. Um, so that also, you know, helped too. But yeah, the Lakers fans—they—they they rolled deep. It was—it was packed. I mean, there wasn't really a seat in the house during the Lakers games. I, it would have been interesting to see if they played the Suns. You know what that would have looked like, um, because the Suns are super close, or Phoenix fans are are really close, and then. You got DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick. So it was kind of interesting that there wasn't really, like, a top five pick that was still left to watch like we had last year. So it was, you know, the Lakers and Josh Hart for sure. That's funny you say that because I remember we were in Vegas, like Nick said, uh, this time last year. And there were so many people in the sports book just, like, so excited and, like, rooting extremely hard for the Lakers. But uh, I wanted to ask you, I saw you on your Instagram, you're posting like a ton of interviews with a ton of different players from like veterans to guys participating in summer league. Who was your best interviewer person? Who was your favorite interview all summer? Ooh, that's, that's really tough. Um, Cause I interviewed some really great guys. I would say, I mean, Steve Kerr is always fun to talk to. He's always a great guy. And he was just very, you know, just open, receptive to all my questions. Because usually these guys that, that you're talking to them, they're, they're getting questions about basketball. And I like to kind of step outside the box and ask them other things. And 
Um, I think, you know, talking X's and O's gets boring after a while. So this kind of gives you a, a chance to really see coaches and players, their personalities shine. Um, I also thought I had an interview with Wendell Carter. It's not up yet. He was also fun to talk to because I got to ask him some really silly questions. And we also had that bond because I'm from Chicago. So that's how I started it. And just hearing, you know, his thoughts on the city of Chicago is great. But he was a good sport. I mean, you know, when, when you're coming, you're throwing out, you know, out questions that are just a little different. Some of these guys could just kind of look at you like, what? Like, why are you asking me that crap? You know, so he was a very good sport. So I would say those two are like my best. But I also interviewed Stephen A. Smith. And that was a fun ass interview. So, um, yeah, I got some great interviews with different people. So a lot of fun. Uh, I also saw that uh, you were uh, putting on some moves and hitting some jump shots and heels, so that's that's impressive. Uh, you were talking about the personalities in Vegas. You take a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds. You're like, all right, go play for two weeks out in Vegas. Does some crazy stuff happen? Because I, I would expect more crazy stories to come out of the Vegas stories than they do in the summer league. Well, I think we're all a very close-knit group, so we mm. don't open out and say like the things that we see ah, no snitching we- all right i respect that i respect yeah. the no snitching i'm not a snitch but <laughs> i did see some people in the strip club i did see some people like that probably shouldn't have been in the strip club there um and to be honest like in terms of guys that are underage i really didn't see a lot of them out um because i mean even though they're they're celebrities or they're famous now Vegas is still pretty strict when it comes to that stuff. Um, so I know certain guys also wanted to make an impact in the game because some of these guys weren't officially signed. Um, and one slip up, you know, one screw up, you don't show up to a practice or to a, you play crappy in a game, you, you're not getting signed. So I think some of these guys, as much as they did take it, you know, as a, as a fun experience, they also took it seriously. But um, for, in terms of, you know, funny stories, I mean, there's people – doing whatever, hooking up with each other. There's things that are happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's Vegas, um, and people are having fun, and that's what it's supposed to be about, right? <laughs> I guess you got to leave the stories in Vegas. Like they say, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, I do have a funny story about uh, Luke Walton when I was talking with him. It, nothing to do with outside the court or outside the arena, but um, you know, I met him a couple years ago, and obviously as a, as a former Arizona Wildcat, we're all super close. So when you say, hey, I went – to U of A, bear down, you know, it's, it's an automatic connection. So that's what I used to get Steve Kerr. I said, okay, I'm not only from U of A, but I was born and raised in Chicago. I watched you growing up. I needed interviews. That was kind of like I had both, you know, going for me at that point. So with Luke, it was funny because I was just like, hey, you know, I was just catching up with him. And I was like, so you excited to get coached by LeBron next year? And <laughs> And, you know, my the, my roommate who I was with, we had roommates, um, and also she's a reporter, she was, like, looking at me like, what the hell, did you just, did you really just ask that? Like, and we walked <laughs> away after, she's like, you got some balls, girl, like, I, I don't know why you said that. I'm like, yo, he, he, like, you know, he didn't take it to heart, and we just, uh, we're also talking about the fact that him and LeBron were drafted in the same class, so he even mentioned that, he's like, we are just in the same class, I don't know how he's still doing it, man, like, I, I don't get it, I'm like, well, do you ever feel like you want to do it? He goes, no. He's like, I do not, I do not want to go back out there and play. Um, you know, at first, when he first retired, you know, it was kind of tough for him, as you would imagine, but he just wants to be a coach, and of course, you know, LeBron's going to be able to help him and teach him, I mean, they're both, you know, basketball junkies, they both play, they both played each other. 
they both were in the same draft class. So, you know, that, that's just what it is. Is LeBron, I mean, he's going to come in there with an open mind, obviously, but LeBron does have a lot of knowledge for the game. He is the best player, one of the best players to ever play the game. I will leave that, that debate open. But um, Yeah, let's you say know, you side said that debate real nicely there. I had to. <laughs> I didn't want to get into that debate right now, but, you know, he's one of those guys that's going to bring in a lot of knowledge, and any team is going to be blessed to have him, whether it's as a player, as a coach, as, as whatever. With all of these sort of with, – with teams in different leagues sort of, you know, setting up shop home base in Las Vegas, uh, the the Golden Knights and the, the Raiders are going to be moving to Vegas. Do you, Were there any rumblings about a potential NBA team being in Vegas? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I don't think it would happen for some reason. I, I just I don't see how they would be able to get enough traction. And I also can see it. I mean, I know they're making sports betting illegal. I just don't. That's the thing. It, was, it, it would take the fun out of going to Vegas. It would take the fun out of the NBA Summer League. You know, it would take the fun out of all that. Um, but you know what? Nothing surprises me anymore. I, don't, I, hadn't, I didn't hear anything. But um, the fact that sports betting is now legal, I think it could start posing some issues, to be honest with you. But um, who knows? Any, anything's possible. You know, Adam Silver is always open. He's actually probably one of the most open commissioners that, that we have in sports. So he's definitely a guy who, if anyone's going to do it, I, I would not see why not, you know. But um, right now, I think the league is in good hands. I think we're with where we are with the 30 teams. But like I said, we could see something, some changes with the Kings organization. I know they've been thinking about it over the years. Um, that that would be one, um, or even OKC. I still don't know why they have a team there, but they were able to pull that off. So um, I haven't heard anything recently, but it could happen. Uh, all right. Well, thank thank you, Ashley. I appreciate it. Uh, where can everyone find you? And can you tell us about any like upcoming coming projects that you're working on? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Ashley Neville. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to have it listed so they could see uh, how to spell my name. Oh, yeah. And then any other projects? Let's see. I have a couple things maybe lined up with the Phoenix Mercury uh, with Diana Taurasi. I'm kind of figuring that out right now, which is going to be really cool. And then I might have a couple things lined up with some NBA players, like different out-of-the-box one-on-one interviews. So those are kind of in the works right now. I might take a trip to – def, I'm definitely going to Chicago next week, and then I might take a trip to either New York, Miami, and I might go back to Vegas. I'm not sure. Everything's kind of up in the air right now, but um, you, you guys already know I'm going to try to do some things on my own if I can while I'm out here. So um, I will let you guys know if I'm in New York. We could definitely collab on something. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Thanks, Ashley. Ash. Anytime. Bye, guys. Have some shots for us. Of course. All right, now we're going to continue the football talk. Uh, we already did the AFC West mm-hmm. last week, right? Yep. Uh, so we're doing the NFC West now. Um, again, we're going to go over like a storyline to watch, the biggest addition and subtraction in this division, and then also the rookie to watch. So let's start with the storylines and see where you guys are at. What are you looking forward to in the NFC West? Uh, I think my biggest storyline for the NFC West is the end of an era. Is this the end of the Legion of Boom? Right, we have come to know the Legion of Boom as the this uh, wrecking ball secondary that involved Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Now Earl Thomas is saying that he wants to be traded. Everyone knows that he wants to go to Dallas. Uh, there's 
we're talking about Cam Chancellor and talking about maybe never playing again. Richard Sherman is in the division, took less money just to be in the division to put it in their face. Right now, Bobby Wagner is still there and KJ Wright is still there. So they're they're kind of the guys holding it down. Can they hold it down but with they, these guys out of here? They also lost Bennett. They also lost Bennett. Michael That's a good point. Who was huge for that? Very good up point. Front. Because uh, they also lost Richardson. I know they only had him for a year, but that was a pretty big piece. I think they gave up like a first round pick for him. Too, with the Rams. Yeah, we did. Well, with the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely a changing of the guard in Seattle and. When you have a division that's basically been run by that team for so long, and yesterday, like yesterday, last year, another team broke through that that void. It's 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 going to be a changing the guard division, and the other teams are working up. The Rams are on their way to be probably a perennial contender. Uh, the new quarterback situation in in um, Arizona, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 people, and of course, the Niners with their addition of Jimmy G and their new coach and. Everything they're going through. So as the other teams kind of push forward, like Nick always says, they're, the window it seems like to compete nowadays is when a quarterback is young because you don't have to pay them that quarterback money. Now they have to pay Russell Wilson so they can't pay the other guys. And then everyone else got upset with that. And now you see it falling apart. I feel like I can't just let you say that. You, you're like questioning if the door has closed or like the era is done with the Legion. It's a wrap. Yeah, I mean. Like it's a wrap. It's hard to argue against that. Like last year, they didn't make the playoffs. They looked pretty shitty last year too. The offensive line is in shambles. I still, think that's probably. one of the bigger issues, more so than the defense. Or maybe that's why they decided to blow it up. They're like, "Yo, there's we got nothing right now. Let's keep Russ and go forward." And they also they traded for Dwayne the- Brown, so it's not like they have nothing. They right. have some. They at least have a good left tackle. It's a little better than their situation last year. We'll see. Dwayne Brown didn't play a lot last year. Yeah, so I all. mean, he they're going. When they're, he got there, he got there, but after he was traded before the trade deadline and never. He, you know, new team, middle of the year. So it, it'll be interesting to see that offensive line, how they improve with him at left tackle the whole year. My storyline is what's good with the, the Cardinals at quarterback. Uh, they went out and got Justin Pugh from the Giants and Andre Brown from the Bengals on the line to bolster that line that Tim always talks about. David Johnson, one of the worst lines, you know, he ever ran behind a couple years ago and was always rushing accolades. But um, now they went out, got those two guys, and they even brought in three new quarterbacks, right? Josh Rosen through the draft, um, Sam Bradford. And then Mike Glennon, they even signed, which was great. Mike Glennon, that contract everyone was all worked up about, only lasted one year, just to guarantee money in Chicago, and he dipped. So it's just like, what's good? It's, it's Larry Fitzgerald's probably last year of mm-hmm. duty in Arizona. Are Is this like, are you trying? You're there. I feel like they're on the fence of, or maybe they're not on the fence. They just want to see what gives them the best uh, chance to win. So they bought in a variety type of quarterbacks like Sam Bradford. Granted, hasn't really been much success. Hasn't seen a lot of success as a starter, but he's been a starter in this league for a long time. Mike Glennon's been the backup that everyone talks about. Like, yo, when this dude gets his chance, he's gonna blow. And then the he rookie does blow. Yeah, well, <laughs> blow up. You know what I mean. And then Josh Rosen, the rookie. So it's like, what's what's it gonna be for Arizona? Their defense pretty much intact. They went out and got a new coach, uh, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator from Carolina. Yes, they lost Terrence Matthew, but most of that defensive piece is still in check. Chandler Jones mm. led the league in sacks last year, so the defense is kind of there. It's just like what's good at quarterback for the Cardinals going into the season. If it was up to me, I'd say we've seen the best of Sam Bradford, and it isn't all that. Who knows? Like Nick said with Mike Glennon, he's kind of ass. Why not just go with the rookie right away and go with Josh Rosen? I mean, I'll be very surprised if it's not Rosen come week one. Like, everyone's already raving about him. And I have a close eye on Rosen and the Cardinals just because I feel like he should have been the quarterback for the Giants. The same way I'm going to have a close eye on Sam Darnold. I know he plays in our backyard, so I'll be able to follow him easier. 
But I just feel like both of those guys should have been the Giants quarterback. So I'm gonna it's gonna be like being a fan from afar and wanting them on the team. I think Rosen's gonna be the starter without a doubt come week one. Would you guys be shocked if Arizona won the division? I I think that if if Rosen is the quarterback, I think that that wouldn't surprise me. I think if the I'm that season the Rams him. had, it's the Rams to lose. It would surprise me, um, but it wouldn't shock me. Like I think that the Rams and the Niners have a better shot at winning the division than them at this point. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I would go Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. Because yo, let's not forget, right? Jimmy G came in last year, and they were they were zero and nine. Then they beat the Giants, who were also I think like one and eight at the time, and they didn't beat anybody impressive, right? Jacksonville had the division wrapped up when they played them. They they blew them out in San Francisco. Then they played the Rams, where the Rams benched everybody. Remember that was a big knock on Gurley not winning MVP because he didn't play that Week Seventeen game, which was meaningless. And they played the Bears. They played, uh, I, th- I believe it was the Texans in between with like Savage. Like those aren't impressive wins. Let's not forget that this is a team that is the most heavily wagered team in Vegas. And it's because it's a drive away, I feel like. But not even that, though. Like Vegas sports betting and sports lines, it's all public perception. What's the big thing everyone's talking about? Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy GQ and all that. And he came in. They banged out five games in a row. I know Impy and I are Jimmy G fans because, you know, we were rolling that money over, boss, 5-0 and on that run. But I just think that, yo, this is a team the Cardinals finished with a better record than them. So, like, I kind of like where the Cardinals are. They get David Johnson back, who Tim and I are but on the But Jimmy same. G wasn't there for that 0-9 start. Sure. I yeah, know. that's what I was going to say. Like, there's there's also teams that they lost to during that. Like, they lost 45-16 to to the Bills. They lost 34-17 to to the yeah, to the Bucks. They, all, they lost to the Cowboys who couldn't win a game for a while. Yeah, but they all, they also hit that stretch. I think it was like seven straight games they lost by one possession or less to like start the year. But I just think that Rosen is a big upgrade for them too. Like, yo, who did who did Arizona throw out there last year? And you get David Johnson back who Tim and I are on the same boat where yo, people are bugging out when it comes to fantasy football and just breaking down this dude cuz he's up for he wants to get a contract extension too. It's like, yo, this guy didn't break break a leg he didn't blow out his knee he hurt his wrist like maybe he'll be fine yeah, yeah. finally he'll be stronger this year because yeah. he's gonna be he's been rehabbing and making himself perfect for years and if you follow david johnson on any type of social media or listen to him in any way this dude's a complete workout freak. that's another thing too with a wrist injury you don't need to get your legs back you can right. work on that while you have that banged up wrist if anything this adds an extra year to david johnson's career tooch Could possibly <laughs> for so, sure so wait what was your your storyline i I kind of feel like this might be a hot take, but I'm going to defend it. I think that the NFL MVP is in this division, and uh, I think it's going to be Jared Goff. Mm. I think Goff is in line to have a monster year. The third year for a quarterback is when he takes the next step. Last year, 28 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Kind of a conservative offense that they ran with McVay, but I think year two with McVay. I'm not the biggest Brandon Cooks fan, but I, I love him way more than Sammy Watkins. Now you got Cooks, you got Woods, you got Gurley out the backfield. We got... Uh, the little white dude in the slot, Joe, Cooper that we really Cup. like, Cooper Cup. So I think that this this offense is loaded, and I think that with him pulling the strings, the defense is going to be a lot better. I think that when you have a good defense as a young quarterback, it might give you the the element of risk kind of gets like like elevated. Like I feel like he could be more of a gunslinger this year, you know, because he has a defense that could bail him out. Right. So I think that Jared Goff is going to have a monster year. I'm gonna go with like over 38 and a half touchdowns. Whoa! I think yeah, I'm I'm really high on Jared Goff. I'm really high on the Rams, That's and I steamy. think that I think that this is their division because look what Tim said before, they're not paying him shit. 
Philly and the Rams got two to three more years where they could capitalize and bring all these guys in on one-year deals. So you got to take advantage of it. I think Jared Goff is going to have a monster year. The only the only problem I foresee with that is that the the Rams threw the ball the twenty fourth most times, and McVay even when he was in Washington, his his mo was lead with the run and then work the pass off the run. But hey, you, all the shit, all the rest of the shit you said was true. Third year, good system, good coach, good it's, defense. It's always good like, weapons. when you want to take the the quarterback seriously. It's always that third year that you look at. So uh, I think there's gonna be a monster year for him. And the first year he was working with absolutely nothing, no O line, nothing out wide. Bro, you could you could save your breath just say Jeff Fisher. I was gonna say, does, does working with Jeff Fisher in his rookie year actually like make a like negative one? Is he is he really in his second year only? That's a good point. <laughs> one could argue. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's do biggest uh, addition in the NFC West. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dominic and Sue, who have like two of the top guys up the middle. Like, there's not going to be a pocket for very long with two guys like Aaron Donald, the arguably the best defensive player in the league, and Dominican Sue tag team and coming right at you straight up the middle. And I think it's good for the type of cornerbacks they have in Tlaib and Marcus Peters, also offseason additions to that defense, that they're ball hawk type guys. So if the ball's coming out fast, it's less, you know, you know, it's easier to, to – have a interception on a broken down play like that with those two coming up the middle. I definitely see that as like that's the reason why you get rid of Tremaine Johnson and you still pay money for the corners because those guys are the ball hawks that right. if you get a good pass rush where there's less time. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna piggyback off that. I mean, I'm gonna just parlay both of them, Talib and Peters. Right, you got secondary help. That was the biggest issue that the Rams had last year, and I think Peters is the best corner in football. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but. He he's just a head case, but a lot of the guys that they brought in are head cases. Like Sue has some issues. Talib Talib has some issues. Chase I don't know if the Rams and the 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 Ravens are playing each other. That'd be pretty fire to see him snatch a Crabtree's chain <laughs> again. But dude, you add those two corners with think about what Wade Phillips did back in Denver with Talib and Chris Harris Jr. I think that that's huge to have. And boss, what you said about the pass rush, Donald and Sue, like that's just. Quarterback got to get rid of the ball quick, so those guys might or be he's able getting to jump flushed out wide. It's yeah, a throw, yeah. It's, a, it's a throw on the run, and it's just like it's it's not going to be good. Facts, facts. Uh, my key addition is Jarek McKinnon. Um, look, this guy loves Jarek McKinnon. I love Jarek McKinnon this year. I'm so high in him in fantasy; it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, he look four years, thirty six point nine million dollars for running back is a giant contract, and he wasn't garnering that attention in the in the you know the free agent pool but Kyle Shanahan went out and he said I need this guy and if you look at the measurables him and Devonta Freeman are one inch and one pound apart from each other like these guys are basically the exact same person he went out and he got him I think adding a running game and adding another weapon to that Jimmy G offense is going to be crucial to that offense doing what it needs to do um I love Goodwin uh, I, I love Garcon this year. Mm. I think that he, he opens up pathways for them, not only because he's a guy who can run between the tackles, as he proved for the first time last year in Minnesota, but also he could pass it outside outside the numbers. So you have to have kind of a guy in the, you know, those Madden, those Madden zone plays where you have the flat light blue. You know, you need yeah. a guy there. <laughs> Every time McKinnon's on the field. So that he's going to eat up some some attention. I think he's going to have a big year that a lot of people aren't maybe don't even see coming. But I really like him for just the entire offense of the Niners. And I, I like him because when the Niners signed Kyle Shanahan, my bold prediction is that the Niners would be a – my bold prediction on last year's show was that the Niners would be a dynasty 
in two years, I believe, under Kyle Shanahan. And so this is the last year they got, and they're they're trying to they're kind of like building a dynasty. They're kind of ma- he's kind of bringing over the Atlanta uh, team over to him in the way that he the this best game, way that he yeah. can, you know. So I like it. He just he just needs a Julio Jones now. I I really like McKinnon. I really don't like his contract though. Dude's like the third most expensive running back in football. It, the I'm way it's structured really... though, they have a lot of options. So if he sucks this year and he's not what Julio expect, they can get rid of him no problem. Like Lennon. Yeah, just like yeah, it's a lot of team options after this. Like McKinnon is dope when he's getting like 1.3 million. I don't think we've seen McKinnon enough though to judge. It's like you know what I'm saying. Like we mm-hmm. haven't seen a full duty. Like McKinnon hasn't had full running back duties in Minnesota. So that's well, another did. concern I have for him too. Like even Freeman don't have full full duty. He gets. I'd say it's like a 60-40 split with Coleman. Yeah. Now with McKinnon, who's Brita? We saw Brita last year with Hyde. Both of them trash. Well, speaking of Hyde, you got rid of Hyde, who oh, guapo! his peers said he was the 100th best player in the NFL. So you're getting rid of a pretty good guy for a guy who you have to overpay for. Nobody He's going to be used. Nobody posts 23 carry, 56-yard games like Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, A1, Monday Night Football opening, week oh, one yeah, every yeah. year. Carlos Hyde had a good year last year. I like Carlos Hyde. I think he's going to be good with the Browns this year. That's what I thought. Crowell last year. <laughs> I wanted him too. I was like, "Fuck, man!" I was gonna yeah. take him. He had a lot of opportunities, and then now he's a Jet. Yeah, wonderful. He's wonderful. In, he's in NFL purgatory. The Jets. <laughs> Who's your addition? I said, I said Peters oh, okay, to leave. Okay. Uh, all right, you want to go subtract? I'll I'll pick up with that because I got a lot of Rams love here. This is a, I, I think a, I think this is a bad move for them. They got rid of uh, Alec Ogletree. Uh, over to the New York Giants. Giants haven't had a linebacker as good as him, I think, since like Antonio Pierce. But uh, enough about the Giants. I think that he was the captain of their defense, and I think that now they have they have a great player at every level of the defense, except for in the middle with with the linebacker play. And I think that Ogletree's leadership and maturity and his role as a linebacker for that team is going to be missed. So I'm going with uh, Ogletree being deleted from the Rams. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the Rams, and I'm gonna say Sammy Watkins is my subtraction, and not just because, not because Sammy Watkins was some like big part of that team last year. He honestly underperformed a lot. The reason I'm saying that is because that opens up a space not only on the roster but also in the scheme for Brandon Cooks, who does what Sammy Watkins does, except does it a hundred times better. He will stretch the field better, and it shows me that the Rams are going to give a little more. Um, I don't know, responsibility to to Jared Goff. Let him go down the field a little more. Maybe take a little pressure off Todd Gurley. You can't just feed him over and over and over and over and over again. You need to get take some pressure off him. So I think the fact that they add, add Brandon Cooks, and in addition to all of the additions that they made on defense, they're obviously going for it here, and they obviously want to make some noise. The Rams honestly aren't a bad pick for the Super Bowl. I haven't really um, got into it yet, but I th- they're not a bad pick for the Super Bowl. And I think one of the reasons is, the diversity and talent all over the place, including Brandon Cooks after getting Sam, rid of Sammy Watkins. So my um, best subtraction is Sammy Watkins. I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Graham out of Seattle. Mm. Uh, he went to Green Bay now, but he had a kind of bad year if you look at his yardage totals, but it seemed like last year they finally put it all together in a way to utilize him successfully. And it was his first year with double-digit touchdowns since his New Orleans days. So it's 
It's good. Uh, Russell Wilson's gonna have to find himself a new red zone target. Jimmy Jimmy G had a uh, Jimmy Graham that is not Jimmy Garoppolo had uh, ten touchdowns last year. Mm. So that's tough to replace, you know, in a red zone area. So that's a big loss for me for for the Seahawks, who got rid of like we said a lot of pieces on defense, but Jimmy Graham on they, offense. They had no running game last year. Right, their running game was a jump ball back shoulder to Jimmy Graham. That was like an extended handle, like a super extended. Right, and handle he only had like five hundred something yards last year, but it was that. Where he, when he was in the red when they were in the red zone, he was it was he, going to grand. He was posting a lot of like two catches for eighteen yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Whereas like when Joey used to have Jordy Nelson on his team, Nelson would have like two catches for ninety seven and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham would have post those kind of stat lines, but with like eighty yards. I had less. Jordy Nelson last year for the first time ever, and I was so excited. Oh boy, good times. And then Rogers went down. Don't worry, no. I had Rogers. And Odell. <laughs> I just thought Jordy Nelson was the safest player ever in fantasy, and then that happened. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna have a." Great and before team. that happened, I felt like it. God, it's so. He great. had like five touchdowns the first three he weeks. Did too, that's right? why I was he, like, "Yo, I'm chilling." I had Tyreek Hill who caught that yeah bye bye against the Patriots, right? That was week one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I was like, "Damn, I'm good. I'm good." And then, the bye bye. Oh boy, what a <laughs> week. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Oh, the peace. It was the peace. It was the peace. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> First of Hill. all, yeah, you said that to me numerous times that season. What? When you would beat me with Tyreek Hill. You would oh, just send me nah. Back. Anytime Tyreek Hill would have a big play, he'd put it in the chat. <laughs> Did? Oh, yeah. And he would do. He would do the Crabtree gift. You were talking I, about the that, crab. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure you had Tyreek Hill, right? I did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I think I this him. game was against me. Week one? It might have been. I th- oh, I, oh, I, I think one. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, uh, all right, let's get to the rookie to watch in the division. Who are we looking at? I'm going to start because it's the quarterback. Josh Rosen. Uh, that's pretty simple. Uh, the, 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 the Cardinals look like a team that was kind of lost. And then all of a sudden they drop the quarterback, and now they look like a team that kind of has their shit together. Uh, that's that's the magic of having a quarterback. And this is a guy that has the ability to maybe be an Aaron Rodgers type. Now I'm not saying he's gonna be the best quarterback ever, but a guy who was slept on with a draft uh, in the draft, and that chip on the shoulder kind of carried him to the point where greatness just kind of took over inside of him. Josh Rosen has a chance to be that, and he has uh, a, a guy that uh, they they brought in as well, which works who works with him for a, a while christian kirk and you have larry fitzgerald who is like kind of leading the charge in terms of being a veteran you get david johnson back in your backfield and all of a sudden your team looks kind of good so i think the addition of josh rosen especially considering what they gave up for him was a fifth round pick um a, a third round pick who ended up being mason rudolph and the 15th overall pick that's not a big price to pay it's not like the jets who play, who paid three second round picks for sam darnold right which i got right i didn't say darn no hey how about that about time but uh yeah, i'm getting there i'm getting there i have a feeling that i'm gonna be saying darnold a lot and i'm gonna forget to say the word darno now i think it'd be nice know. if you forgot darno yeah i'm okay with darnold that Yo, uh, my, my rookie to watch is a guy that tim mentioned in passing christian kirk for those of you guys that might not know, he was the number one wide receiver at Texas A&M. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, when he was the coach at USC, was on Colin Cowherd's show, and he said that Christian Kirk is the best offensive prospect he ever tried to recruit. Uh, There's a guy that's been a college football coach for about 20 years, so that's, that's pretty high praise. Uh, Christian Kirk 
fun fact uh, Tim mentioned about the rapport that he had with Josh Rosen. That's because from when they were 14 years old, all those Nike Spark camps and Adidas camps and Under Armour camps that you would go to, anytime they would run one-on-one drills from 14 years old, they always made it their duty to be on the same pairing. So Rosen was the quarterback throwing to Christian Kirk. So you have that built-in chemistry also. I think all the attention is going to be on the running back, David Johnson, and Larry Fitzgerald, who, by the way, Larry Fitzgerald, year in, year out, he's getting old, he's getting old. Dude caught like 95 passes last year. I might be selling him short. Yeah, he's the best like drop rate in the league. He's, he's in such good shape, too. Like Even his back. Even like, his teeth. The guy's got some teeth yeah, on him. Even yeah. his, like his Bro, back his arches. Hair. His His back arches Go properly. On, it's crazy. Like he has everything's proper. That dude doesn't. He looks like he just got in the league. He caught 109 passes. Seldom short by Bananas. like 14. I think he led the league in, in, in catches too. So you have him in the slot. I think Christian Kirk is gonna have a monster year, especially if Rosen's gonna be the quarterback. I'm not gonna be as high on Christian Kirk if. Rosen isn't the quarterback, but if he is, I'm waiting to see them in preseason. Because if you see it right right away, yo, Christian Kirk is going to be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. Super dark horse. Let's also not forget that Sam Bradford is not going to just be some pushover guy to replace. They paid him $20 million. He don't need to be a pushover. His knee is a pushover. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But I'd be surprised if he starts week one, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting by week two. Like Deshaun Watson last year a little bit? Yeah, not not really because I don't think he's going to take over because Bradford sucks. I think he's going to take over because Bradford gets hurt. Okay. That's kind of been it. Because Bradford, remember, you, you, everyone's saying that Delvin Cook is like definitely going to bounce back. Do you know who else had crazy productive games before he got he went down? Sam Bradford last year in that same offense. So I, I, I don't think Sam Bradford's done quite yet if he can stay healthy, but he never has. So that's a giant if. I got a Rashad Penny who went kind of surprisingly in the first round to the Seahawks. But like we just talked about, we're talking about Jimmy Graham. They had no running game last year. And that's when Seattle's offense was at best, when the beast mode years, when they had a big running back last year. And that's kind of what Rashad Penny is. He's a bigger guy who's going to bruise you between the tackles. He's not looking to bounce it out wide. He's looking to go straight up the middle. So that's a big ad for me, especially when you had legends like last year, like Eddie Lacy. <laughs> running the ball for them at one point to start the year. It's like, come on. I thought son. you said legends in a good way, and then you no. said Eddie Lewis. Chris Carson was good for them last year, though, for a little he while. Was, and then he broke he his got leg. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt. That killed it for them. But uh, I like Rashad Penny. He was he was good at STSU. And, uh, yeah, they have they produce good running backs. You might have heard of Marshall Falk. Never heard of him. Sean you know, Alexander. SDSU. That's, a different, that's a different system. That dude last year, too, that came out. I'm trying to remember his name. He's the all-time leading NCAA rusher. Bro- broke Marshall Falk's record. Pumphrey. Hmm. Darnell is it Darnell Pumphrey? I think he was with the Eagles. I don't know. I'll tell you right now. No, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who who that is. But yo, the the issue with with, Pe- with Darnell Penny, Pumphrey, he's on the Eagles. Yeah. The issue is that no one thought he'd be a first round pick, and like when they drafted him in the first round, that kind of just you just attach a stereotype to him right away. It's like yo, this guy would have been dope if you get him in the third round. But the fact that you got him in the first round, all right, it's the same shit with Justin Pugh. I was at that draft when the Giants took Justin Pugh. It's like yo, you could have had this guy in the third round. Why are you taking him 20th overall? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But we'll see. We'll see if he can produce. Like Tim said, they got Dwayne Brown last year at the deadline, so could have a nice left side to run by. And that would definitely help Russell Wilson now, who hasn't seen a rushing attack in God knows how long. <laughs> Lacey, do nice. He's the one rushing. Do nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, that is our show, and that's the NFC West as well. Uh, boss, where can they find you? At Andavito27 on Twitter and the gram. 
Tim? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. At Brodo Fantasy for all of your yearly fantasy advice. We just had a guest on. Go check that out. Uh, and Nick? The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash The Lamb Show. At Degeneration Bets. Last week I recorded an episode with Brett Smiley from the Sports Handle Network. Pretty, pretty cool, pretty horny episode. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, Rage. Was he happy? Yeah, he was. Oh there you go. I can tell the Tim. smile through the uh, <laughs> through the phone call. Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, Imp? I-M-P-Y-718. You already know. Twitter and Instagram. Looks like Imp makes out with his mic every time. He had that like on the mm. side of his mouth. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. yo. That's like what Miguel looks like at his concerts. So that shit was fire. <laughs> um, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato and go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum, and the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Do it again. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.